Hello, everyone, and welcome to Radio Free Bay Ridge, your hyper local progressive podcast coming at you from beautiful Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. I'm Eric. And I'm Dan. Thanks for joining us. Uh, today, we are going to be bringing you our recording of an important event that occurred this past June. It's a small part of a story that will certainly have major repercussions for our neighborhood. It was a protest against ICE, occurring mere days after the neighborhood learned about the arrest, detainment, and possible deportation of Pablo Villavicencio Calderon at the Fort Hamilton Army Base, an undocumented man with no criminal record who was delivering pizza. If you're unfamiliar with ICE, it stands for Immigration and Customs Enforcement. It's also a very recent agency formed after 9-11 as a part of the Homeland Security Department. It has two divisions. One, Homeland Security Investigations, deals with things like human trafficking, arms smuggling, counterfeit goods, antiquity and art theft, human rights violations, and more. The other division is the one you are probably thinking of if you've even glanced at a newspaper or television, Enforcement and Removal. We really don't want to go into ICE itself too deeply. We are a local podcast, and we try to shy away from explicitly national issues, and instead view them with a Bay Ridge lens. Also, there's some excellent in-depth resources that you can go through if you want more information about some of the things you'll hear about tonight. We will, as always, link them in the show notes. Vox, for example, has an excellent article explaining what the phrase, quote, abolish ICE, unquote, actually means in historic and policy context. It focuses on the agency's lack of oversight, reported abuses, and harm caused to intelligent immigration reform. But again, local. We gotta stay local. So yes. let's talk about Bay Ridge. A neighborhood that is no stranger to surveillance. It's a subject we've touched on multiple times, starting in our very first episode. And for the unaware, let's be blunt, the Arab-American community in Bay Ridge has long been the target of high-level, intense surveillance. And let's be clear, this is not tinfoil hat stuff or hyperbole. Check the archives and our show notes on RadioFreeBayRidge.org, we'll give you citations. But this surveillance hasn't gone unopposed. Neighbors have stepped up in Bay Ridge to provide comfort, sanctuary, and a rapid response network for immigrants and victims of racial violence and discrimination. Bay Ridge for Social Justice is one of them. They've responded to ICE raids in the neighborhood, and they've accompanied people to their ICE check-ins, like Joe and Mei Chen, and their three children, who in October of 2017 were afraid of being deported while going through their routine ICE check-in. The point is, it's easy to get disappeared if nobody's watching. In Pablo's case, when he made a routine catering delivery from Queens to the Fort Hamilton Army base on June 1st, 2018, something went wrong. There were reports that Pablo had an IDNYC card on him, and that he used it to gain access to the base before, but that a guard on the base refused to accept that ID this time. Pablo may have already been granted access and stopped further into the base. A background check may have been conducted without Pablo's approval, a violation and an indication of racial profiling. There were reports of his usual customer pleading on his behalf. The base hasn't released any evidence or documentation, Either way, a warrant for a final order of deportation for Pablo was found on file from 2010, resulting in his being detained on base until he could be handed over to ICE. Which again, was done at the discretion of the base. While briefly detained in Manhattan and on his way to a detention facility in New Jersey, he managed to call his wife and mother of his two children, Sandra Chica, a naturalized citizen. She got in touch with the New York newspaper El Diario, which broke the story on Monday, June 4th, three days after Pablo was detained. She needed help advocating for her husband's release while taking care of their two daughters, aged four and two. And in these situations, speed is key. Locals in Bay Ridge got wind of the story nearly instantaneously, among them Councilman Justin Brannan. 
The next day, multiple events were held to protest Pablo's detainment. Pablo had no criminal record. A final order of deportation is a civil offense, not a criminal one. It was the result of an overstayed visa. Often, the punishment for defying a voluntary deportation order is merely a fine, especially without any other laws being broken. You know, it's this kind of thing that can really bother me about people whose first response to hearing a story like this is, deport them, kick them out, illegal is illegal. Hold up. Deportation is an incredibly harsh punishment, and as far as I know, we don't live in a society that's an eye for an eye. Applied without discretion, deportation can be an actual death penalty, something we reserve for the worst of the worst. Not for a man who had no criminal record, a man who was using his money to pay his way through a complex legal system with his family. Yeah, Pablo had just applied for legal residency, right? Yeah, that's actually something you can do, even with a final order of deportation hanging over you. Pablo's situation had changed since his original 2010 voluntary deportation order. He got married, he had a citizen backing him up, his wife, he had a family. Because again, our laws, even our immigration laws, are common law. They allow for judgment, for leniency, for fairness. What happened unilaterally bypassed that. Which brings us to June 5th. It's 72 degrees and overcast in John Paul Jones Park, a grassy plot of land at the base of the Verrazano Bridge away from its rarely used gazebo and the iconic breaching load Rodman gun that gave the park the nickname Cannonball Park, sits the entrance to Fort Hamilton Army Base. It's 11 a.m. The press is gathered for the first public interview with Sandra Chica, Pablo's wife. Flanking her were local councilperson Justin Brannon, borough president Eric Adams, and Murad Awade. The press continually interrupts Sandra's statement to ask her to spell her name and provide more details about Pablo's detainment, with Justin stepping in and pushing questions until the end. Alex Pelletieri, a 17-year-old local activist representing Bay Ridge for Social Justice and recently appointed to the community board, then spoke to remind the press that later that evening, a protest would occur with the speakers at the same spot, followed by a march to 86th Street. Afternoon, the local Republicans weighed in, unable to ignore the growing press. Dan Donovan hastily called the upcoming protests, quote, just more insanity, unquote, and claimed that people were, quote, attacking ICE agents, unquote. State Senator Marty Golden, for his part, described Pablo's delivering of pizza a, quote, security incident. And so, as six o'clock approached, the press milled around across the street with neighbors beginning to trickle into the park, with people coming straight from work. By 6.30, a crowd of about 70 neighbors had formed. One person brought empty pizza boxes to serve as makeshift protest <laughs> signs. The press swarmed, and our neighbors and friends began to form a dense crowd. In front of it, people began to speak. Hi, uh, I am, um, unfortunately, I have to welcome you here to the uh, Fort Hamilton Army Base this evening. Uh, not a place I want to be tonight, uh, but... Our neighbor, our friend, our community member, Pablo, was detained here a few days ago um, by the military police and turned over to uh, immigration services. Um, so it's a necessary act that we take to bring together our community uh, in shock, in anger, in frustration, and horror about this ridiculous action that was perpetrated by the, uh, the military here at the Fort Hamilton Army Base. Um, so we're going to kick off uh, tonight, uh, we're going to have a few speakers and then we're going to uh, march up to 86th Street uh, to show solidarity for Pablo and his yeah. wife. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, his two young daughters who at this moment do not know where their father is. This is unacceptable for all of us. So we need to show solidarity for this man who, as an immigrant to this country, as a, a person who's working in our community, the backbone of our community, the people who are undocumented, who work every day in our communities, who prop up our businesses, who pay their taxes, who who support our communities, our wants, our needs, our nail salons, our pizza parlors, all of our luxuries that we take for granted every single day. These are the people behind the scenes who are part of our community and who deserve to be treated fairly and equally under the law of this country. Um, so we're going to just start by uh, asking a few people to say some words and then we're going to be marching up to 86th Street. So thank you all for coming here tonight. We really appreciate the support. Thank you. Thank you, Danielle. My name is Linda Sarsour. I'm a resident of Bay Ridge and the former executive director at the Arab American Association of New York. And I'm very honored and humbled to be here with my neighbors. This is Bay Ridge right here. This is the outraged Bay Ridge that understands that immigrants are what make up our community. The military police will tell you that they did what was legal and what was necessary. But what is legal is not always what is moral. Slavery was legal in America. Segregation was legal in America. Just because something is the law does not make it moral. Stripping children from their families is not moral. Taking a father away from his daughters is not moral. The military police had a choice to make that day, and the choice that they made was to strip a father who is not any danger to any of us in Bay Ridge and take him away from his family. We are here to say that we are outraged, that we will not be silent, and that we want to ask our residents of Bay Ridge, our law enforcement agencies in Bay Ridge, to not cooperate with ICE, which has an agenda to terrorize immigrant communities and to terrorize undocumented people who are part of our communities. They are our employees, they are our neighbors, their children go to children with our kids. We are here to say that we are in solidarity with our undocumented immigrant brothers and sisters, and we are in absolute outrage at this particular incident with Pablo. We want Pablo freed now, and we will not be silent yeah, until right. Pablo
Free Pablo abolish ice. Free Pablo abolish ice. Free Pablo abolish ice. Free Pablo abolish ice. My name is Carlos Jesus Calzadilla. I'm the president of Young Progressives of America. I myself am an immigrant, I'm a Latino, and I have seen how ISIS terrorized our communities. A father of two delivering pizza was detained and profiled, and now we have no idea where he's at. ICE is violating human rights and moral rights. The reality is that we live in perilous times. This is not normal. We need to rise up because ICE not only terrorizes communities, but they're not even transparent. We have no idea where Pablo is. Last week, Claudia, a young woman, was killed by ICE and Border Patrol. 7,000 children have been ripped apart from their parents by ICE. ICE has no place in our country. Abolish ICE. Now, we also have to look at the prison camps that they call detention centers, where they keep people like Pablo. People profit off of undocumented immigrants and their suffering. One of these groups is the GEO group. Private prisons have no place in our country either. Now, I have to deliver a message from a close friend. He is an undocumented immigrant and he wanted to be with us today, but he couldn't out of the fear of ICE. So I will read the message that he wants to give all of us. This is what he says. I will keep his name anonymous to protect his identity. I am Peruvian, but I consider myself a New Yorker. I study, I work, I go to certain meetings late because of the MTA, and I pay my taxes. Yes, undocumented immigrants pay taxes too. And mostly I'm here because I want an opportunity, and I couldn't get in my land. I want to live the American dream. ICE is against me because of that. Against some of the greatest minds and hearts I've met in this country. This is not just to abolish ICE. This is a call to humanity. When hate arises, we can only answer with love and for being there today. I love each one of you. Thank you for fighting. It's not just for me, but for everyone that has been mistreated, for every children lost, for all those who have come, just to be able to live a dream. Don't let them demonize us. Don't let them kill us. Don't let them take us away. No human is illegal. Now a final message to every lawmaker in this country. History is watching you from local politicians to senators and congressmen, and yes, to you, Donald Trump. Yeah. You're on the wrong side of history, and you will be remembered, but we will fight back. We will make sure that you and every single one of these racist people and lawmakers will see the fall of ISIS, because we will abolish it. That's right.
¡Sí se puede! 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 Mi nombre es Alan Aja. Estoy hablando en español. I'm speaking in Spanish first as an act of resistance. Estamos aquí para demandar que Pablo Villavicencio sea liberado. We are here to demand that Pablo Villavicencio is liberated, that he yes. is free, that he is allowed to go back to his family. There's an irony here. There's a tremendous irony here. My name is Alan, by the way. I'm a Bay Ridge resident. I'm a parent. I have a son in a public school. And when I heard that a local parent who is delivering a box of pizza and has children was picked up by ICE. I said, I have an obligation to be here. Yeah. My parents were born in Cuba in the 1960s. When they came in the 1960s, the U.S. government opened, allowed them in with open arms, gave them a nice welcome package. But we have not done the same to my Haitian brothers and sisters, to my Dominican brothers and sisters, to Central Americans and South Americans like Pablo himself, nor to U.S. citizens like Boricuas, like Puerto Ricans. And given that disparity, that disparity, that treatment, that profiling was central here, that is exactly what happened when someone in that base, a base that I have been to, to watch my kids own soccer games, where nobody asked me for an ID because I'm white. Nobody did. And I know plenty of people in Bay Ridge who have been through that those gates and they have not been racially profiled. That's right. But when we're talking about Pablo Villavicencio, we're talking about the experiences of thousands of people across the United States who are sick and tired of being profiled and subject to stop and frisk, even though we might say it's not happening, and to broken windows policing. They are sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of it. We have a human, as a human, a human beings, as a community. I don't know Pablo. I've never met him. But when I was told a local, this happened to a local parent, it was something we had to be here. There's another irony here I want to, I want to end with. It happened in a military base. One of the reasons I don't think most Americans understand is that I don't know why, maybe we do, maybe it's cognitive dissonance, but the reason why immigration occurs, people are forced, they're pushed, they're pulled, is because of military aggression whether we do it directly or indirectly. That's how it works. That's how it works. That's why people are here, right? Last thing, you know how we like to say we're all immigrants? We're not. Some people were already here. Some people were stolen from the homeland. That's right. Others were coerced to coming here, right? So we say that a lot, and I know it feels good. Think about the disparity, the ways the racism to which that even that feel-good motive is grounded. It represents a lot what has happened here in this microcosm, in this example. Folks, we gotta get Pablo home, and we gotta get every get Pablo, Pablo home, home right now. Immigrants and bad immigrants, and that we should go after bad immigrants. Let's not do that. 
because since the 1980s, we've actually expanded the definition of fingerprints. That's where racial profiling comes in. That's where broken windows comes in. You got people in ICE, in detention, who did nothing but jump a turnstile, who were in the park after dark. And the only reason why a cop stopped them, or whoever it was, is because of the color of their skin. So when we think about the good, bad immigrant narrative, let's let's toss it out. I know, I'm a college professor, and oftentimes I hear, hey, the dreamers, man, they have better grades than US born kids. It's true. Or you often hear, hey, uh, immigrants pay their taxes. A document, it's true. You often hear that immigrants are less likely to be on welfare than US born folks. It's true. But you know what? Let's not use those tropes in ways, because what we do is that we hide the ways in which criminalization of immigrants and people of color has expanded. Let's drop those tropes, right? And let's defend immigrants on moral grounds, regardless of what has happened. Let's do that as a community. Free Pablo. Next up was Councilman Carlos Menchaca of the 38th District, covering Sunset Park, Red Hook, Greenwood Heights, and touches on Diker Heights, Windsor Terrace, and Borough Park. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here with all of you. Uh, here also with us is Justin Brannon, council member representing this area, this neighborhood, this intersection. Mark Traeger, who's representing Pony Island. Let's give them a round of applause for the incredible work they do every day in the city council. And they, and we represent the promise of sanctuary in our city and the kind of work we have to do every single day to ensure that we're getting closer. Because every day we find out that there are blind spots in our city where people are not safe. Crossing these gates proved for Pablo to be a bad situation. A situation that has landed him right, right now in a deportation proceeding. And it is so important right now because we are focused and we are committed to ensuring that Sandra and, and her daughters have everything that they need to feel supported and loved. And so a lot of the work that we've been doing in the last few days has been to ensure that she has legal representation, to ensure that she has every resource necessary to defend against ICE, against this government that's trying to deport our neighbors. And Pablo right now, so swiftly, got detained and deport and, and in, in a deportation proceeding. Now, she was here earlier with Councilmember uh, Justin Brennan and I think Eric Adams is, and, and others, just to make sure that everyone knew that this was an important issue. But she couldn't be here right now because she is so frazzled and we have to understand when this happens in a family, when a person is ripped and it's mostly a father, it traumatizes the entire family it, and, and it traumatizes the entire community. And that's why we're here. So I'm really happy that all of you have decided to come out and support this family. You don't know them. You haven't, you probably haven't met her yet, but we know her story. And this is happening over and over again. And so as the president of the Committee on Immigration, and working with our council members, we're gonna to get to the bottom of what happened and ensure that we do everything that we can to let them know that they're not just in anywhere in America, they're in New York City. They're in a sanctuary city. Yes. And they're gonna follow our rules. They're gonna follow our values. And they're gonna follow 
our lead so that we protect everyone. And we can't do that unless we ensure that everyone has a legal uh, access to a legal uh, representative. And I have to tell you right now, we are in under attack by the mayor of this city. The mayor of this city has chosen that some immigrants deserve legal representation and others do not. This is happening right now in negotiations between the council and the mayor. And we're telling him that everyone deserves a legal, legal representation, no matter what. That is the promise of that is the promise of due process, and so I, we need your help to ensure that the mayor hears our voice. Right now, there are about 26 million dollars of funding that are being impacted right now that are not going to certain immigrants because the mayor says that they're not worthy, and this is something that's news and music to the ears of Donald Trump, who's setting up a deportation machine that we're seeing right now because people feel like they have the right to take our neighbors and report them to ICE. So we're gonna to get to the bottom of all this, but I just wanna say thank you so much uh, from the bottom of my heart. For Brooklyn to come out like this means that we are gonna lead this effort to free, free Pablo. Free, free Pablo. Free, free Pablo. Free, free Pablo. Hi everyone, so I'm Noha, I'm from the Arab American Association of New York. I'm one of the community organizers there. And I want to thank you all for coming out here. It's absolutely sickening that we're out here once again to call out the bigotry and hatred that is rampant in our country. It's even more sickening that this time it happened right here in our home. Pablo was on the clock delivering pizza when he was reported by the Fort Hamilton Army base and taken away by ICE. Now his wife and kids have to suffer with the pain of being separated from their husband, their father, and their primary provider. Every day the list seems to be getting longer and longer of the things that immigrants cannot do without worrying that they won't go home to their families the next day. During these times, it's important to remember that our power lies in our numbers. We're living under an administration that is hell-bent on tearing our families and communities apart. We are nothing if we do not stand together in unity and solidarity right. against those that try to tear us down. I know the fight might be tough, and every day it seems like there's a new obstacle in our way, but we must continue to fight through until the end. Today we stand here in solidarity with Pablo and all of those who have been victims of this racist and xenophobic administration. We demand for the immediate release of Pablo. We must continue to protect our communities, get ice out of Brooklyn, and get ice out of New York. That's right. Yes. Thank you. With that, the group, now even larger than the original 70, set off down the sidewalk on 5th Avenue, heading toward 86th Street. A convoy of officers and patrol cars from the 68th Precinct carefully kept pace. Passing cars honked in support. A group of financiers, on the roof of the Hamilton Financial Center on 92nd Street, peered out over the protest, cocktails in hand. We had a report of an upset bar patron flinging a coin at a protester's head. Many clerks of various restaurants, delis, and bodegas looked out of their windows, and smiled. At 7.10, the crowd approached 86th Street, and had just passed 87th Street. Nearly at the corner, a group of seven protesters grabbed hands and veered into Fifth Avenue. 
They stood, chanting, hands clenched together, blocking traffic as the rest of the protest halted along the sidewalk. Over the course of four minutes, officers slowly zip-cuffed each protester in sequence, placing them into a marked SUV and a squad car. No attempts to resist were made, and the act of civil disobedience went by without any violence. The police tried to keep the news camera crews at bay as they shoved their way into the street. A couple of unmarked cars crowded into the road, and a few additional squad cars were called up. All the young people who blocked the road were in custody by 7.14, and the squad cars carrying them began heading toward the 68th precinct two minutes later. It would take 12 more minutes for the police to untangle their squad cars and for traffic to begin to flow again by 7.28. Meanwhile, on the side of the road, the rest of the protesters took an opportunity to occupy a small parking spot between two stores. Community affairs officers placed a few cones in the spot, creating an impromptu speaking area. A people's mic was formed as curious onlookers began to make their way from busy 86th Street to the commotion, swelling the crowd even further.
to stand, to stand for what I believe in. For what I believe in. I believe in a community. I believe in a community that provides safety and security. That provides safety and security for everyone. For everyone. Regardless of their immigration Want to know? That want to know 
Who made these possible? Who made these possible? Was the Bay Ridge for Social Justice. Was the Bay Ridge for Social Justice. I represent Young Progressives of America. I represent Young Progressives of America. My name is Carlos Jesus Calzadilla. My name is Carlos Jesus Calzadilla. I am an immigrant. I am an immigrant. I'm a Latino. I'm a Latino. I'm young. I'm young. I'm a progressive. I'm a progressive. And we will change the world. And we will change the world. I want to invite everyone to speak here. I want to invite everyone to speak here. Please come up. Please come up. If you want to say something. If you want to say something. Please come. Uh, people's mic. I'm Paul I'm from Bay Ridge for Social Justice. Uh, we helped organize this march today. Uh, if you're in Bay Ridge, please get involved locally. Can't do this without the grassroots. It's not enough just to vote. We need people out on the streets when things like this happen. We need to be prepared with a rapid response. Thank you. That's all I want to say. Barriers for Social Justice. Check us out on Facebook. If you haven't signed our petition to uh, demand that the Fort Hamilton Army Base stop collaborating with ICE and to free Pablo, please do. It's right here. It's online. Thank you. At this point, an older gentleman took center stage. We apologize, but the audio was too poor quality to recover at this point. He did speak about his experience and his parents' experience immigrating to the United States in the first half of the 20th century, as opposed to the immigration changes that occurred in the 1960s and 70s and what ICE represents today. We'll move forward ever so slightly. We have our own force that comes and takes people in the middle of the night when they haven't done anything wrong, and it's the NYPD. And just today, the guy in the white turtleneck over there came and wrenched my arm behind my back because I was in the street exercising my constitutional right to peacefully protest. It's not courtesy. It's not professionalism. It's not respect. I'm a white, middle-aged woman. You can imagine what happens to people who don't have that privilege, where Pablo is right now, where children are right now in ICE detention, where people are in precincts, where our comrades are, brave women and men who got arrested today, put their bodies on the line. We have to demand more from all of the authorities, all of the institutions. We need you to not cooperate with authoritarian brutality. It's not okay. I didn't break a law. I was not warned. And I got my arm wrenched behind my back. I pay taxes. I'm a law-abiding citizen. We all know the NYPD gets out of control. We need to demand more from them, from ICE, from all of our elected officials, and thank God and goddess for all of you for being here because this is the only thing that stands between us now and some crazy authoritarian shit from going down. So thank you. My name is Andrea Garcia Salazar. I'm a Latina, I'm Muslim, and I'm here. I wanna speak to the people that are across the street. Please join us. If they destroy our immigrants' communities, they destroy our country. If they support our immigrants' communities, they support our country. This is happening to Pablo's family today, but it can happen to any of you any day, whether you have a status or not. It can happen to any of us. So stand with us and support this cause. Again, I'm going to say it again. If they destroy our immigrant communities, they are going to destroy our same country. 
if they support our immigrant community, they are going to support our same country. Thank you. Hi, everybody. I'll make it real quick. My name's Noah Weston. I'm from South Brooklyn, DSA. I live in Bay Ridge. Been here my whole adult life, and those are the only years that matter to me right now. Uh, so I just wanted to say, first, it was our comrades who got arrested before, so I just want to say I appreciate that act of civil disobedience. I appreciate y'all being here. Um, and uh, my grandmother spent her adult life uh, for the first couple years in uh, the Warsaw Ghetto, and basically uh, this type of shit doesn't happen uh, in, in big bold ways happens in small ways, little drips in, of, of injustice, so you can't tolerate even one. So there's one Pablo's too many. So you draw the line at that. So don't call ICE, don't call the cops on people who could be deported. They will not help you ever, as they've been demonstrated. Um, and honestly, to reiterate what the last speaker said, yeah, if the police were about the shit that they say they are, they would be here with us. They'd throw all that shit off, the guns, the badges, because the only people... The most, the most dangerous people who were in this neighborhood in the last couple days were ICE. And they didn't do shit about them. So, thank you again for everybody being out thank here. You. Appreciate it a lot. And remember this, one last thing. Also what the last speaker said. ICE detains thousands of citizens every year. And that takes forever to sort out. People spend years, years in miserable conditions. So, it can happen to you. So, thanks, y'all. Let's say this loud and clear. No human is illegal. 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 Ningún humano es ilegal. Ningún humano es ilegal. Ningún humano es ilegal. Ningún humano es ilegal. No one's humanity. No should be determined, should be determined by, a by a piece of paper. That is not what our country should be about. To reiterate, yes, the police force. Yes, the police force. You guys serve the Constitution. You guys serve us. You guys serve us. And if I remember well, and I'm not a lawyer, the Constitution says every man and woman, every man and woman, and yes, woman, yes, woman, is created equal. It does not say anything about anyone, immigration status. History has shown us. That we can make a change. Donald Trump might be president. However, if we look back in history, the American people have been resilient. I'm referring to the America that fought against the abolition of slavery. The America that fought for women's right to vote. The America, the America that fought, that fought for, equal pay. for equal pay. And we continue to fight for equal pay. For those who stood with Martin Luther King. 
With Dolores Huerta. With Dolores Huerta. And Cesar Chavez. And Cesar Chavez. And we will continue that fight. And we will continue that fight. Because we will win. Because we will win. Si se puede. Si se puede. Si se puede. If anyone else would like to say something. If anyone else would like to Please come up. If not, let's continue this fight. Thank Thank you everyone for coming out. The work has just begun. You register to vote. You register people to vote. You talk to people, you show up again. We have to free Pablo, but we also have to abolish ICE and we need to make that happen. Abolish ICE! 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 With that, the crowd began to slowly disperse. A half hour later, everything would be calm, with a few onlookers still chatting about ice and what Pablo's case meant for the neighborhood between mouthfuls of pizza outside Pizza Wagon. All the people arrested were released from the 68th precinct a few hours later, pending court dates. Obviously, the future for Pablo remains uncertain. The Brooklyn paper and our local Bay Ridge beat reporter, Julianne McShane, uncovered that many local restaurants had been refusing to deliver to the base after nasty run-ins with guards and that a perception of racial bias existed against Arabic and Latinx workers. Other local stores began boycotting the base. The Brooklyn paper also began to explore a claim by Pablo that he had not, in fact, signed any forms allowing for a background check, which would have been required of him at the base and would have been on camera. As of recording, the base has still not released any evidence, although Pablo's lawyers have now sued the base for their release and intend to make a case for racial bias in the detainment. Thanks to the Legal Aid Society, a federal judge granted a temporary stay of Pablo's deportation order, which was originally scheduled for June 11th. His next hearing is coming up on July 20th. Our neighborhood hasn't stopped taking notice. If you want to stay involved, we highly recommend you reach out to Bay Ridge for Social Justice, or follow us on Twitter at at Radio Free BR, or Facebook at Radio Free Bay Ridge. In fact, on Thursday, July 19th, there will be another show of solidarity with Pablo in the same place, Cannonball Park, from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. The link for the event is in the show notes. Whatever happens, expect us to be there. Because as always, you can be sure, even in the worst of times, we'll stay free, Bay Ridge.